This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Joyful, joyful. Lounge on Joy 94.9. This is the show where we talk about spirituality and sexuality for our community. You are on the Spirit Lounge with Rachel and Claudine tonight on Joy 94.9. And a big thank you to Michelle and Steph and Clayton for pressing their buttons and their special guests. That was pretty cool finding out about the new shows that will be happening. I'm really looking forward to the rock show. Oh, I've been missing out on. I'm looking yeah. forward to a lot of the new shows, and it's good to say that we're not going anywhere. So, Spirit Lounge is staying right here. So we're missing we're missing Mark tonight, and apparently last week I got replaced by a by a bear. So um, there's a bit, but there's no bear Mark tonight. No, no, we didn't um, fill in for missing Mark. Um, and and when we say a bear, we're not talking about like the bears from the woods. We're we're talking about like a real real life actual teddy bear, a real life so, non life bear. Huggy, um, also known as Claudine, last week filled in. Uh, was was somewhat silent in the seat, but the pre recording, uh, Huggy did a good job of um, playing that for us. So thanks, Claudine. Thank you, Huggy. <laughs> so we've got some news to begin with tonight. And this first news topic really got me interested. So most people know who Stephen Fry is. If you don't, Google him. We'll be doing a lot of that tonight as well. Uh, So he's the unlikely nominee for a religious broadcasting award for a speech in which he claimed any god would be utterly evil. We're going to listen to his response to this interview question now. Suppose what Oscar believed in as he died, in spite of your protestations, suppose it's all true, Mm. and you walk up to the pearly gates and you are confronted by God. What will Stephen Fry say to him, her, or it? I will basically... That is the odyssey, I think. I'll say bone cancer in children? What's that about? How dare you? How dare you create a world in which there is such misery that is not our fault? It's not right. It's utterly, utterly evil. Why should I respect a capricious, mean-minded, stupid God who creates a world which is so full of injustice and pain? That's what I'd say. And you think you're going to get in on that? No, but I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to get in on his terms. They're wrong. Now, if I died and it it was Pluto, Hades, and if it was the 12 Greek gods, then I would have more truck with it because the Greeks were... They didn't pretend not to be human in their appetites and in their capriciousness and in their unreasonableness. They didn't present themselves as being all-seeing, all-wise, all-kind, all-beneficent. Because the God who created this universe, if it was created by God, is quite clearly a maniac. Utter maniac. Totally selfish. Totally. We have to spend our life on our knees thanking him? What kind of God would do that? 
Yes, the world is very splendid, but it also has in it insects whose whole life cycle is to burrow into the eyes of children and make them blind. They eat outwards from the eyes. Why? Why did you do that to us? You could easily have made a, a creation in which that didn't exist. It is simply not acceptable. So, you know, atheism is not just about not believing, there is a, is not believing there's a God, but on the assumption that there is one, what kind of God is he? It's perfectly apparent that he is monstrous, utterly monstrous, and deserves no respect whatsoever. The moment you banish him, your life becomes simpler, purer, cleaner, more worth living, in my opinion. That sure is the longest answer to that question that I ever got in this entire series. <laughs> So that was the interview with Stephen Fry and an Irish uh, interviewee whose name I couldn't find anywhere. Gay Byrne, Gabriel Byrne. Oh, there you go. So his name wasn't on any of the articles that I looked on, which is very strange. Um, but it's, it's, an, it's a radio interview program that he does with special guests, I believe. There you go. So um, Stephen Fry was actually given unlikely applause from the Archbishop of Canterbury based on his response uh, to the question in that interview. Um, The Archbishop Justin Welby uh, insisted, it is as much the right of Stephen Fry to say what he said and not be abused by Christians who are affronted as it is the right of Christians to proclaim Jesus Christ as their saviour. That is his freedom to choose that is given to us in creation. So, uh, He's been nominated for this religious broadcasting award based on that question alone and his reaction to it. So the the award's aim is tr- uh, to promote thought-provoking, distinctive programming that engages with religion of all faiths, ethics and morality. So uh, Stephen Fry said, I'm most pleased that I think it's, it, it's got people talking. I'd never wish to offend anybody who is in individually devout or pious and goes about their religious ways. Indeed, many Christians have been in touch with me and said that they are very grateful that things are being talked about. So it was very interesting the reactions that he got, although you would uh, expect more people to be upset and angry that he he called God a monster and, you know, said the first thing he opened up with was why why would an all-loving god give children bone cancer and obviously that you would just presume that that would upset people but it didn't he got a lot of praise for actually coming out and saying all of this i think this is this could actually tie into some of the um faqs that we might be talking about later that because really that you know starting off with the what some people call the evil in the world what you know really real injustice and you know how can you say that a child needs um, a child has to die that's these are you know huge questions that you it's you can't just make a simple um glib sort of te- throwaway response to that and this is the sort of question that a lot of religious scholars talk about so it's um i think it's quite appropriate that you know we acknowledge that you know Stephen Fry, who's one of the world's most famous atheists, is is tackling this as well. Yeah. Um, and one thing that really stuck out to me in that was when he said, um, this God has created an insect whose sole purpose in their entire life cycle is to eat the eyes out of children. And 
that stuff like that blows my mind because it's like okay so literally what what other purpose do those in- insects have so it does bring up some interesting questions and um Remember, we are doing a, a frequently asked questions or not so frequently asked questions. So any questions that you have about religion and spirituality, we want to hear them tonight. So definitely send a, uh, send an SMS on 0427-JOY949 or send an email to onair at joy.org.au um, and we'll give it a go at answering questions. I presume Claudine will probably answer a lot of the questions that I have asked tonight. So... Well, I'm I'm not necessarily an authority on everything, but I'll I'll give it a go. She's smarter than me, though. So no, I just have more uni degrees. It's not <laughs> the same thing. Everything you've wanted to know about religion, but were too afraid to ask. I think that's how it goes. Yeah, and okay. So I have a confession to start with. I am a pastor's kid, and I always get asked religious questions and because you know everything obviously because well, you're a apparently kid. so um but my my main issue is i actually have no idea 99 percent of the questions that i get asked so tonight is as much of an education for me as it is for you um and yeah so if you're if you're asking questions, um, we might enlist our dear friend, uh, Doctor Google, to give us a hand. Or um, Professor Wikipedia. Yes, or Professor Wikipedia. But we have to make sure it's a Wikipedia that cannot get edited by the everyday lad. Or can all Wikipedias get edited yeah. by everyone? Yeah, unless um, most of them can. <laughs> well, there's another FAQ. Can anyone edit Wikipedia? Yes. There you go. More things that Rachel doesn't know about. So, should we go in with the first question? Do you have a first question? The first question for tonight is, why are there so many Christian denominations and what are the main Christian denominations in Australia? Well, somebody prepared this earlier. There's, um, I can see a table here with some stats because how many religions are there in Australia? Wait, and, that, yeah. that wasn't the first question. That's not, but there is actually in the, in the table, there is different denominations. Well, there maybe is. we should start with the beginning, like what is a denomination? Yes. Um, so one way to call it might be different flavours of Christianity. And you get this in other religions too, like um, in Judaism, um, you know, Mark is a progressive Jew, I think that. Uh, it's either progressive or reformed. That's Gee. okay. He can't correct he, us because he's listening to the symphony orchestra. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's there's different kinds of there's different flavors of Judaism and Islam and Buddhism and Hinduism. Yeah, and so um, Christians seem to have more flavors than any other religion. Or there's it's it's almost sometimes it seems that there's um, if somebody gets a bit fed up with the church that they're in they might go and found another church um yeah. because technically there's there's no there's nothing stopping them well literally I mean? by referring to them as flavors you can pick your taste yeah. like whatever has your taste in music whatever has your taste in leadership styles whatever has your taste in bible reading styles all of that and you there's... can mix different flavors too yes um like i i mean i would say that you know i've got you know i go to an anglican church um, which and the Anglican Church is is a church that's it's a denomination that um, traces its history back to the Church of England to the 
um, to the church that was the style of worship that was practiced in England for, you know, 1,500 years, mm-hmm. um, which was for most of those, that early history, part of the Catholic Church. So I, um, you know, I say I'm an Anglican and I'm, I have a very Catholic style, whereas there are other people in the Anglican Church who, uh, for example, uh, Anglicans in Sydney who are really not like that at all. Yes. They're very different. Um, so even within one, um, one brand like the Anglican Church, there's different different variations within that. Well, I can vouch for that as well. So being brought up in a Baptist church, I never understood why, like when I went to high school and there were people from all different denominations. This, when I went to year 11 and 12, I went to a Christian school, but there was all, all sorts of, you know, denominations of Christianity within that school. And people always used to make jokes about the Baptists and I never got it. I was like, my church is so normal. Like we sing rock music and if anything, my church is cooler than a lot of other churches that I've been to. What sort of jokes do they make? Things about like Baptists being traditional and Baptists not allowed to, you know, drink from the holy wine or whatever. So there are some very traditional Baptist Mm. churches who uh, have the beliefs that you can't drink alcohol and that the ministers shouldn't get married and that sort of stuff, which is really strange for me because my dad, as a Baptist minister, would wear a Hawaiian shirt whilst preaching and then would go home and have a beer. (laughs) Yes, with his wife and his children. We didn't drink beer, but he drank beer whilst we sat and... Yeah, and there's yeah, so there's a lot of stereotypes about different denominations. Um, like, you no, know, some of it's like uh, Baptists might drink less, whereas Catholics and Anglicans might drink more. And that's that's it's sometimes some denominations have rules about that, but sometimes it's just it's cultural as well because um, in in a lot of areas um, in large parts of Europe, different different parts of Europe, different countries grew up with different traditions. So there's you know the German-speaking countries, uh, or some of them might be more Protestant, whereas the um, Italian, Spanish, for example, are more Catholic. So a lot of the practices aren't so much about religion as about different cultural traditions, but they all kind of get mixed up in the way people understand it. Yeah, so what, what would you say is the main difference between different denominations? Um, there's not one main difference. I'm actually, there's this really, there's a, there's a diagram from Wikipedia, which I'm going to post, um, because it shows how it, how complicated it is. So there's the, um, Christianity was sort of the one, I mean, well, there was, there were disagreements in, within Christianity, even from the start, but they, there was just the one main church until about the fifth century, which, and then, um, sometimes they split over really obscure reasons about like the nature of God and really technical definitions. Other times they um, one of the main splits that we think of now is between Catholics and Protestants, and that was started by Martin Luther, who was who was a monk, a Catholic monk, and he had um, he re- really disagreed with Catholic practices about um, the way that they were taking money from for certain practices and getting very rich and they, and he didn't agree mm-hmm. with um with priests not being able to get married so those um so he he formed his own church i don't know if he'd call it that but he was he was trying to reform the church and ended up saying he had to leave the catholic church so so he could 
have this new tradition. So, so sometimes it's about um, finding, about disagreeing with things within the church that you're in and finding other people who have similar disagreements and, and breaking off in that way. Yeah. So do we do we have a, a quick outline of what the main Christian denominations are in Australia? Um, it's kind of, um, it's illustrated as a tree. So um, so there's uh, the main branches and then they all have, have sub-branches. I'd say the, the three biggest um, branches in world Christianity are Catholic, Protestant and Orthodox. Mm-hmm. And we've got all of them in, in Australia. There's um, a lot of Catholics who originally were Irish and, and some British, but that was the first Catholic um, population in Australia and with more recent waves of migrants, uh, especially you know Italians and nowadays from um, places like Vietnam and the Philippines, they're very Catholic countries. So there's, that keeps that church keeps getting renewed in Australia from migrants from different countries. Yeah. Um, and Protestants, they can be divided again, into the sort of more traditional ones like the Anglicans and um, Uniting Church and Baptists or some Baptists and the more, I guess, uh, we might call them charismatic or Pentecostal and often these are very new churches or they don't have the same um, traditional, they don't have a big um, name or label in, in the same way. And na- and there's a smaller population of different kinds of Orthodox, especially from Greece and Russia. Those are the... I think, the biggest um, Orthodox populations in Australia. There you go. So we're all a little bit more informed now. And you are on the Spirit Lounge on Joy 94.9 with Rachel and Claudine. And that was Savage Garden to the Moon and Back. And that brings back a whole lot of childhood memories for me, as does my next question, Claudine. Great segue. It's Sorry. true. What is the difference between Catholic and Christian? This is the most asked question of mine really? that I just don't know how to answer. Really? I used oh, to wow. say um, something about they believe more in Mary than in Jesus, and apparently that's not correct. No. Um, <laughs> but I know that Mary is more holy to Catholics than in she is to some other Christian Christian traditions. But um, what is the difference? I just have to say when I first encountered that question from other people i just i just thought sometimes i think it's hilarious and sometimes i think it's sad and that's a bit rude perhaps but it it just shows that there's there's a sort of fundamental i think misunderstanding there um as i was saying christianity has many branches and one of those is catholic which when we say catholic we're usually talking about the roman catholic church there's other kinds of catholic can i just butt in for a second i think it's because like any other denomination of Christianity, uh, just say you. If someone said, "Oh, so what's your religious belief?" You wouldn't go, "Oh, I'm Anglican." Well, you would say you just you generalize it as Christian. Whereas Catholics go, "Oh, I'm Catholic." So it, it's mm-hmm. like it is so specifically different. But what is actually so different? Well, first of all, um, it depends on the context. I might. It depends on where I am and who's asking me. I might say I'm Christian, or I might say I'm Anglican, or I might say I'm a traditionalist protestant um these are different ways different ways of describing me it's it's like oh um yeah i'm same-sex attracted or i'm a lesbian or i'm a tomboy lesbian who doesn't wear dresses that's like getting more getting more specific um so i think well there's there's two parts to that question one i think is that um in the english-speaking world in um countries like australia and us and britain um, Catholics have often been a minority and they've um, often felt persecuted. So 
there's really? yeah and there's a strong sense of identity of of in in the same way that um for people in our community being being gay or saying that you're gay or lesbian or queer is a strong part of your identity because you want to claim this thing that is attacked by other people um yeah um because britain uh the united kingdom and the united states have such large have such um historically large protestant populations and have for hundreds of years had a lot of prejudices against catholics identifying as catholic is really important like the first, you know um i mean i wasn't around then but i i am told that you know when when um when john f kennedy was became president of the united states in the 60s that was it was like momentous it would be like you know having having a gay prime minister now. it's like having a catholic president of the us was unthinkable oh. even in the 60s um so that's that's really um it's an identity thing. So um, unfortunately, that's meant that there's been this misunderstanding that um, being Catholic is a, is simply a particular way of being Christian, and um, and there there are a lot of um, practices that Catholics hold that that are less emphasised by Protestants. So things like going to mass frequently, going to uh, receiving communion once a week. Um, having a high regard for Mary and for other saints. These are things that are part of the common Christian tradition, but they have become, they've stayed more important for Catholics compared to other churches. I mean, things. some of those practices are the, the kind of things that Luther and other early Protestants were um, rebelling against. They had disagreements with them, so they really... Went um, went against those. They were saying um, that's where you get certain certain strands of Protestants saying that um, Catholics aren't real Christians because they they have this they don't understand what Catholics really believe about saints. You know, you, you don't worship a saint. You just say that they're a really important person, like a role model that you look up to. But that's often misunderstood. Ah, yes. So, do Catholics have more rules? Oh, I think that's. I think they probably have more overt rules. They've got lots of. They've got their own special branch of law. They've mm-hmm. got their own country. They've got a that's very, um, very detailed hierarchy in you know starting with the Pope, and the Pope is the head of the Catholic Church throughout the whole world. Which, yeah, um, you know that is I think the most. Uh, it, it's, it's been described as a very early kind of multinational corporation that is the most hierarchical i think even you know there's different kinds of orthodox church and they don't all go up to the same the same level i know that one thing i always found uh, was an easy difference between the christianity that i'm used to and catholicism is that catholic priests can't get married and have children whereas obviously i am the child of a minister is are there other Christian denominations where the priests or the you know the leaders of the church hmm, cannot yeah. get married, or yeah. is that purely a Catholic thing? Um, that was an, a tradition from the early church. So there are Orthodox churches where um, you can get married. A priest can get married, but he can't become a bishop. So a bishop okay. is the next level up from a priest. So it's like. Um, 
and I think that's somewhere you you have to the in the in some Orthodox churches you'd you'd have to you couldn't get married after becoming a priest. So you'd get married, you'd become a priest, and that's it. And if you didn't get married, you could become a bishop. So it's it's a bit it's a bit different, but it's coming from similar ideas about whether it's really about whether sex is bad and that's a whole other kettle whole of worms other thing so going back to the very beginning of our show we spoke about Stephen Fry who is um a vocal atheist so what even is an atheist that that's something that is often quite confused uh when people say that they're atheist and they may not necessarily be so what is an atheist i i mean i don't know what the if, if and maybe if people have different when yes, as when they say they're an atheist, they may have different ideas about that. So I think I an atheist is either somebody who just doesn't believe in God, or somebody who's really um, against the idea of God and against religion. And I mean, it's it's a bit funny talking about this in the spirit lounge because you know we all come from very religious traditions. So maybe we're not the best people to ask, but that's. Um, I mean, there's a sort of. I think um, atheists have become more prominent. Like, there's, um, it's something that's new in the last twenty or so years, and especially in the last few years, it's socially acceptable now to criticise religion and to criticise organize, um, religious organisations and to and to say that you know you don't believe in God or that that belief in God doesn't make sense. And I think. Um, I think that that's what it comes down to. It's sort of um, ate. I mean, the word atheist means not a believer in God. Yes. Yeah, so the the result that I've gotten for this question is: atheism is not a disbelief in gods or denial of gods. It is a lack of belief in gods. Um, and older dictionaries define the atheism atheism as a belief that there is no god. So I think a lot of us are still stuck in thinking that atheists have a belief that there is no God, but it's actually that they uh, it's they just lack belief in gods, which is interesting. Mm. It's kind of a, a wish-washy term. <laughs> um, so then my question then goes, well, then what's agnostic? Um, agnos- uh, I can't remember the Greek roots, but um, okay, here's something to confuse you. Um, sometimes if uh, I would say... I'm an Anglican church attending agnostic. Um, and my understanding of agnostic is, uh, and again, this is, this is not, there's not one single definition, but my, for me, agnostic means I am not 100% certain about whether there is a God or how God should be worshipped or, or characterized. Um, it's, it's sort of, it's, it's, um, I think it's often characterized by doubt or uncertainty about um, people might say, well, I think maybe there could be a God or maybe there isn't, but I don't know. Yeah, so um, an agnostic versus atheist search has come up with an agnostic either believes that it is either impossible to know whether there is a God or is non-committal on the issue. Mm. So they're not saying, I don't believe that there's a God. They're just saying, I don't have an opinion on this pretty well, much. Well, I, I mean, it's, I think it varies. Like what The way I describe it for myself is I, um, as somebody who you know, studied science and believes in science, you know, has uh, 
abides by the scientific method and research and all that. I don't think that we can prove the existence of God in the same way that we can um, prove gravity. It's it's not in the same category. I don't know for certain that there is a God, but I think it's a great. I think it's a it's a theory about about the universe and the meaning of life and. It's a theory that makes sense to me. So until something better comes along, I, I um, I go to church and I do Christian stuff because it makes sense to me. But um, but it it makes better sense than the alternatives. That's funny because I'm kind of somewhere in between that. I believe that I am here on Earth and I believe that there is a God that is greater than everything. But then everything else in between, I'm now at this questioning stage where what what is in between? pretty much so Hmm. yeah interesting we will we've got some uh, questions that have come through and we will get to them straight after crowded house something so strong you're on joy 94.9 you are on the spirit lounge on joy 94.9 with rachel and claudine so claudine we've gotten a message through and we think that this is very very important so this is sent through from michelle she said great show one of the things i hear quite often being jewish is that passover is the jewish easter and that hanukkah is the jewish jewish christmas a lot of explaining and discussion follows of course and we agree to the point where we actually think that we're going to do a whole another week on this with Mark in the studio so that all the questions that uh, are around things like Jewish, Jewish Christmas and Jewish, yep. <laughs> and Jewish Easter, um, because Mark definitely has a really great understanding on, on all of this and it would just be sad for him to miss out on answering these questions. Yeah, and we wouldn't want to sort of say things about Judaism that are totally wrong because that would be really embarrassing. That's also true. Our friend Google may not be uh, our best friend at that this time. Um, but Michelle, definitely listen next week because we're going to cover that next week with Mark as well as all the other millions of questions that we haven't gotten to ask tonight. I will get to just a really quick answer. Um, Easter... It originated um, as as we talked about last week. Um, the East, uh, the the Easter story that Christians remember is happened at the time of Passover, so that's why it happens around the same time of year, and that's why there's there's a lot of similarities and a lot of links. But yeah, definitely we we should wait till the um, wait till the gang reunites yes. next week, hopefully. So the next question that we had on our questions list is how many religions are there in Australia? And thankfully, uh, Census was able to give us a a relatively good idea of this. It was the last census was in 2011. There will be a new census this year. Um, but Claudine was explaining that uh, some of the privacy laws or whatever have changed, so people may not necessarily have to answer. Oh, they'll have to answer it, but they might not answer it accurately there because you go. there's there's privacy concerns. But I think that's a whole other program. Yes. So, um, in 2011, the there were one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine options for religion. Uh, so, 25.3% of Australians said that they were Roman Catholic. Uh, 17.1% said that they are Anglican. Uh, 18.7% said that they are other Christian, which... That actually quite surprised me, considering how many denominations of other Christian there are, that they only got 18.7%. That, that goes to the, the historical um, links that 
the, I know, the but first the, the first the first um white Australians the, the first British Australians were mostly Church of England and then the whole lot of Catholics. I think my brain just goes to the mega churches like Hillsong and um what's that other one? Per, per I don't know. Another but one. It's here but in I Melbourne. think the thing is that that um the there are the mega churches are big, but there are fewer of them. Yes. Yeah, that's that is true. Uh so then there's 2.5% of Australians uh are Buddhist. Uh 2.2% are believe in Islam. Uh Muslim. Oh, Muslim. Muslim, that's the word I was looking for. Uh 1.3% are Hindu. 1.2% are other religions, so that might be more of your spiritual religions, can involve Wiccan and Pagan and all of those. Or small populations like Judaism, apparently. Oh, I didn't even realise that Judaism wasn't on there. That they, is they, they, crazy. Punch, they punch above their weight. They're, they're, they're a small community, but, but we know they're we there. We know about them. We yeah. definitely know they're there. And then uh, 22.3% of Australians, so almost as much uh, as have said that they're Roman Catholic, have said that they are no religion, which isn't surprising. And then 9.4% have not stated or unclear, which is very interesting. So I think the no... Re- I was reading about this last week. I think the no religion one includes things like atheist, agnostic, yes. doesn't believe in God. Um, I'm wondering whether the unclear ones might be things like Jedi or flying spaghetti monster where... Well, wouldn't that go in other religions? Well, I think that's... I think not stated or unclear is maybe they've ticked all of the boxes or they haven't ticked any of the boxes. That case, nine point. (laughs) Yeah, but I think think there's a question like, well, if if somebody puts... writes something down that you you really think is not a real religion, do you count it? I don't know. I I guess I guess that's some. There's some. There's a government department that decides these things. Speaking of the flying spaghetti monster religion, we need to get someone on here to interview about that. But that's that's. If you're if you are a pastafarian, please contact us. We'd love to talk. Is that what they're called? I think they're pastafarians. That is. Or if you're a Jedi. So Claudine, do you know what the fastest growing religion in Australia is? I think it might come from one of the Asian countries, perhaps, or Arabic countries. Many Asian countries. Yes. So, contrary to popular belief, Islam is not the fastest growing religion in Australia. Uh, It says, while the growth rate of Australia's Muslim population has outpaced that of our total population, Islam is not the fastest growing religion in Australia. So, the last census actually showed that Hinduism is the fastest growing religion Ah. here, uh, which coincides with the growth in... uh, the number of Australians born in India. So I found that very interesting. Um, obviously, I, I know quite a few Hindus and, um, yeah, good on them. Taken over slowly but surely. Uh, maybe not quite. <laughs> They're only quite. 1%. That's true. And you are listening to The Spirit Lounge with Rachel and Claudine. And I have two little updates before we go. So don't forget, everybody, Joy Trivia is on the 16th of April. And if you head to the the Joy homepage, which is joy.org.au, you can... uh, Join a team or you can make your own team at the tables of 10. Uh, the Spirit Bears, so the Spirit Lounge and the Woods are already set for a team, but you can definitely create your own team. But I think you just sign up 
as yourself. You do just yeah, sign you up as yourself. You don't have to have your toll table. No, so you can join a team on the night. No one will get left out. And as well, I just wanted to remind everyone that the junction is on this Sunday at 3 p.m. at uh, the... Uh, Veranda Cafe on Collins Street, which is out the front of Collins Street Baptist Church. Uh, you can find The Junction Melbourne on Facebook or go to csbc.org.au forward slash the dash junction. So it's not simple, just the junction, the dash junction. And uh, just a final message. Yes, a very quick acknowledgement that in Victoria, football is also religion, but not not everyone agrees with that. Yeah, no, not everybody. So agrees this with was that. just the first part of our FAQs about religion, and so stay tuned for for the woods. And this is good night from Claudine, and good night from Rachel. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.